Welcome, everybody, to episode three of the Just News podcast. Um, I'm Brett, and we are on with Parker as well, just like usual. And we have a lot of stuff to talk about, or more, we have a big topic to talk about today. Um, and that is that um, the Supreme Court ruled on the Colorado cake shop. Um, and I'll take it straight from the from an article from CNN. Um, they ruled in favor of the... Uh, the uh, the baker who refused service. So if you don't know, which I don't know how you wouldn't know at this point, it was big, really big news. Um, essentially, a Colorado baker refused to make a custom wedding cake for a same-sex couple, um, and so they took him to court on him. And the Supreme Court ruled seven-two in favor of the baker. So this was a really big thing because of it. Kind of it kind of straddled the line between. Um, you know, free speech and, you know, religious expression and that kind of thing and discrimination. So there was a whole side of people that said that this is like race and that you're just you can't discriminate against people based on their sexual orientation. Then the whole other side of the spectrum said that um, you could because it's it's not it's a religious objection that they had to to baking the custom cake. So we're going to talk about that. Um, there's also some uh, some other news we're going to talk about as we when we uh, finish that. So Parker, do you want to start us off with your thoughts on the ruling from today? I was very surprised. I did not expect that ruling to happen. It's definitely did not expect it to be that one-sided either. Yeah. Um. It it was one of the more controversial cases that has come through recently. Um. Just because honestly, that whole you know the um, I can honestly can't remember the the name of the case, but um, the whole Supreme Court case from I believe 2015 that um, allowed uh, made it legal in all 50 states for same-sex couples to marry. Um, once that happened, all this other stuff kind of opened up to where we have to figure out what constitutes as discrimination and what constitutes as freedom of speech, because um, unlike unlike racial discrimination. There are people that do have like, you know, there are there are definitely more legitimate claims like religious uh, religious expression than there are for race. There is there is absolutely no no reason that anybody can think of why you discriminate on somebody based on their race. Um, but obviously we can see why it would be an issue. So um, what do you think? What, what kind of precedent do you think this sets? Well. So I'm going to take this I'm going to, I'm going to go from a non-religious standpoint on this even though I am religious I'm going to look I'm going to look at this cuz this is the, some of the concerns that I have and it, and I always have these concerns with anything like this is I don't, I don't even I don't even approach it to where it, if it's morally right or not but what this does is this opens up a huge can of worms because what's going to end up happening is what do we really define as a religion you know and since you can you can refuse service to somebody based on a religious opinion. What constitutes religious opinion, right? Do I decide to create my own religion that say yeah. I don't serve people that are female or, or whatever? Like you, you can come up yeah. with anything and say that this is you can resurrect some ancient Nordic religion or something like Zoroastrianism or who knows what. Yeah. or make up your own and then you can come up with all kinds of stuff where does where does the line really get drawn like that's where i'm kind of concerned yeah. I, I was really surprised honestly that the super the supreme court 
went this direction. Yeah. And now, I will I will throw this in there. I um I actually listened to the entire oral argument of the case as part of an assignment for a class I took last year. And most of the, the, the debate for the case was whether or not baking the custom cake defined as speech. So the, the facts of the case that a lot of times are left out are that the baker, um, I believe, if I flip back over to my notes, I'll tell you his name, um, Jack Phillips, the baker, um, refused to bake a custom cake, like to craft an, a custom cake. He, he allowed, he said, I'll sell you anything else. I just won't craft the cake for you. Um, and so most of the, the actual arguments were based on whether or not crafting a cake is specified as speech. Because we all do have free speech and we can say and believe what we want. Um, but they were talking about whether or not the act, and so there's a lot of interesting debate going back and forth about how, um, about how different things may or may not constitute as speech. So Yeah, this is a really tough one. You know, I'm not um, going to lie. Because like you said, it's very concerning whether or not, like what constitutes as religious liberty. And also the other concern I have is, which is with anything that gets implemented is consistency. I want to make sure that it's applied consistently. For example, if it went the other direction, you know, you're, you're basically, because I've had this discussion with people before is, just say it went the other direction and then they were not allowed to refuse to bake the cake. Well, that has to apply to everybody. That applies to Muslim bakers, applies to Jewish bakers and everything in between. So I, I don't, I don't think really people have really taken into account of that, that, that there are other religious sects that have the same opinion that would do the same thing. So, I mean, it's, I I do worry about people taking advantage of this kind of thing because I, I it's like I understand like if we go back to the 60s right during the during the civil rights movement this kind of thing was done all the time you, you had restaurants and places that would not allow black people to join into the establishment just because they were black and that was a thing that was struck down I mean from a purely from a purely just objective position. I don't know if I see the difference between it. Would, would this person be able to deny making a cake for a black person just because they're black for their religious beliefs? If there was a religion that actually had a religious tenet that said you cannot make this cake for black people or Asian people or whatever, would it still get the same protections? I think it all is based on the, the you know, I, this, this kind of thing has to be a case by case basis. Um, like, because like you said, it's just so broad and like the, there, it doesn't necessarily set a precedent in how, no, but is it case. though, is it case by case though? Because it's, it's basically a blanket argument saying that I can do what I want based on my religious belief. But yeah. if it goes case by case, then the government is dictating what is and is not a religious belief. That's, that's like the real danger Yeah. right there. Well, you know, it's. That's what makes this such a it's this what makes it such a fiery topic is because, you know, some people do think this is completely religious liberty and some people don't. And there are some people that just don't understand, you know, that would say that even if it is your religious belief, it doesn't matter. Right. And I don't necessarily think that's the case because we all need to be taking into consideration everybody, everybody's everybody's beliefs. Um, but. 
the issue that I have with this is that it doesn't necessarily set an overall clear precedent for everybody else because it was such a, it is such a, like, it seems to me like such a case-by-case basis. Because, again, like, you can't just say that, you know, anybody can refuse service to anybody because then that makes it to where a southern, like, well, you, just, you go back. You yeah. go back to the priest, the priest of rights movement. Yeah, everybody, everybody that you know, somebody right now could be like, oh well, my grandfather, my or my great great grandfather owned slaves, and I don't believe in this. I'm going to refuse service to African Americans, and that can't happen. That's that's just that's that's crap. Even if they say, well, I have a religion, and like I made like, that's crap. And so you can't just say you can refuse service to anybody. Well, yeah, I mean, you could even go to. Hinduism and say, well, this person is of a certain class, so I refuse to serve them. And that's a very ancient religious tenet of the culture over there. Like, yeah. are we going to allow that too? Mm-hmm. And I, like, I'm not, again, I'm not arguing against religious liberty and for Christianity to not, I, that, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying, this is like you said, we want to bring all of these things out on the table because there's maybe stuff that we haven't thought of that this could yeah. turn into one big mess. Well, now here's the other thing. This is something that often does get overlooked. It's obviously, this is all obviously covered more in the conservative media because it kind of skews it one way. But the cake baker did, was willing to sell the couple other pre-made things that he'd made, but he was just not willing to customize and craft a cake specifically for the couple. But then the question, you know what I'm but then, so like no, that, that doesn't set. So that that does kind of differentiate it from somebody just saying well, you can't shop here because you're black. No, you but know? then, but but then you have to apply universality to it. Yeah. Let's say that, you know, by some strange world, all the bakers are Christian, and so nobody will bake this person a custom cake because the entire supply is unwilling to do it. I'm not saying that's realistic, but. Yeah. When, when you're crafting laws like this, like that's something to take into consideration is, is someone's freedom being taken advantage of? I, I don't, I mean, I don't know. That's, that's, well, that's a, this is a really tough one to, it's a tough one to crack because I understand both sides of this argument because two things are in jeopardy here. One, religious freedom's in jeopardy if it goes one direction. And then two, civil liberties is in jeopardy if it goes the other direction. Because, you know, Christians are the the conservative right is assuming that all quote religious institutions are going to actively try and do something that they consider to be moral, which is not necessarily always the case. I mean, you can make anything a religion, and you I mean you could take North Korea is sort of like an a cultish religion, and they do things a certain way as a part of religion. There's a lot of aspects of other religions that do not agree with our liberal ideologies as a liberal republic. Yeah. One being the caste system in India is a perfect example of that. And then you have gender inequality inside of Islam historically. And then among other things, there's, there's a lot of other things that our democ or our republic and our constitutional republic does not agree with. So then if people are allowed, that's why I want to know is where's the line? Yeah. Like where's the, where does that stop? You know, for example, there was cases where I forget what the the branch is, but they don't they don't accept blood donations. Do you know which one I'm talking about? I think I've heard of it. Yes. To the point where 
are they allowed to deny their child blood transfusion because of oh, a religious yeah. yeah i have heard of that because of a religious stipulation which ends up causing a child to die like is that well i mean we have to look at it and like that's that's what's why we can't ever talk about this kind of issue but you know the other side of that we've been talking a lot about you know kind of the middle ground but we also need to look at what does this do for you know the the first amendment has a stipulation for the establishment clause which does not allow for the government to set up a state-sponsored religion so in this right. case the supreme court sided with a christian baker that allowed the christian baker to refuse custom service to a gay couple well, I wouldn't say he allied with a Christian baker. He allied with religion in general. If it was a Muslim baker, it's the exact same thing, or a Jewish baker, or a Zoroastrian, or whatever. Yeah, it well, should it it should be applicable across the board, be. even. Yes, but that that opens up the question of even more about how like how we deal with these types of things as a society, as a changing society. Whether because you know right now, you know the. The, in the last 50 years, we've gone through all kinds of religious cases, and all of those cases, so tr like school prayer was a big one, and how there were laws yeah. in the books in certain states that mandated school prayer. And the Supreme Court ruled against that because of the Establishment Clause in the Constitution. Yeah, but I agree. In this particular case, the Supreme Court ruled for, uh, for, for speech in the way that a religious person could refuse service to, to essentially a— a completely legal union. See what I'm saying? Even if it wasn't legal, even if they're Muslim or if they're Jewish or whatever, I mean, they could very easily say, uh, just for example, a, a Muslim baker could very easily say, I'm not going to bake a cake for a Christian wedding because you're infidels. And my religion forbids that. I mean, I'm not saying that's the case, but I mean, honestly, if the, they would just, that be legal as well? They just ruled that case. So it would have to be. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like they could do that. Now, It'd probably be, yeah, because 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 there's all kind of politics that gets involved. So let's say more than likely it's a Jewish wedding, and the Muslim bakers don't want to do it because they use their religious reasons. That, from what I understand now, according to this, according to this decision, is perfectly okay. And I don't so know how I feel about that. This is a, um, this is a quote from um, from Phillips' representative. Uh, she said that Jack serves all customers. He simply declines to express messages or celebrate events that violate his deeply held beliefs. Um, creative professionals who serve all people should be free to create art consistent with their convictions without the threat of government punishment. I mean, I understand that because you could go, you could turn around and let's say you have an atheist painter who doesn't want to paint, say, a Christian painting or some kind of piece of art that promotes an opinion that they very vehemently disagree with is that the same thing then you know like where, where do the bubbles of people's freedoms where well, do they touch you know this 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 is interesting because you know art is obvious like you're not going to force an artist to paint something like i mean that's that's kind of an obvious thing but yeah, you can't in terms of like this is a bakery yeah, is it any different? Yeah, is that a and piece that's, of that's what was interesting about the oral argument was that they literally most of the, the debate was about whether or not this constitutes as speech, whether or yeah, not yeah. the construction of a cake represents speech. Um, and so that's the it, other it, thing that, that kind of blurs the line on this is like how, how I think it's probably going to be a case-by-case -case basis because 
then now every time we have to determine what's speech and what's not speech. Right. And that's and that's the part that makes me nervous is the more Big Brother gets involved with that. And we as the people allow Big Brother to make those decisions. That's where I think we get into dangerous waters. Yeah. Like in, in me, in my personal opinion, like I personally don't think and, and, and everybody has their own view. I don't think as a religious person making a cake for a gay wedding. I don't see a problem with it, but that doesn't mean that other people don't. Everybody's up to their interpretations, and that's why we have to make sure that we don't violate anybody's freedoms. But this is like the age-old question that goes back basically since we've learned to speak as a human species. What, where, do, where do two different people's conflicting freedoms, where do they meet, and where's the compromise? Yeah, and you know, it's it's just it's tough because it's it's religion and where i think a lot of this case to me personally is about speech more than anything and while the religious aspect aspect plays into the speech aspect i think the the most important because the government has a it has a a a background of protecting religious freedom now you may argue that like we talked about before school prayer and that was not protecting religious liberty but it was yeah. It was, I mean, because religious liberty should be for all religions, right? Not yeah, just either everybody one. gets it or nobody gets it. And so the the more the most troubling part about this for me is is pretty much the same as you, and it's just that we we we're now undetermined on what now we're going to have the argument on what speech is from now on. Is like yeah. what like you know like like we said just a minute ago. If if I personally believe that you know, I'm not going to say it like that. Um, you know, back in the back in before civil rights, people believed that African Americans were not people in the South did not serve them the same way. So, would somebody, you know, putting fruit out, you know, and and crafting a display for sale at a grocery store, would that ca constitute as speech so that the grocer could then deny service to the African American? Well, they they could do that today. You know, you know, is is that what is that okay today or not? Well, I mean, it shouldn't be because it's discrimination based on race. And I think pretty much as a society, except for the the way fringes of the political at spectrum, we all agree now that racial discrimination is bad. Yeah, but there is no remember, place. And so that's the big question: is there is there is a religious dogma? That has a caste system that is that is divided up by ethnicity yeah. as to what caste you're in, where they can't do certain things based on that religion. Like I don't know if that's even enforced or not or now, but well, that's not as prominent in the United States. Not um, yeah, but it only takes one case. I'm very sure that there are sects in India that still do follow the caste system. Yeah, and that's my question: is are would those people be allowed to do that here under the exact same ruling that just happened with the Supreme Court? No, I, I don't think they would be. I think it'd be struck down as illegal so then you got So then you got another gray area then. So is sexual orientation different from race? Well, I, mean, I think the caste system would be struck down because there are, there are actual laws on the book that prohibit discrimination based on race. And you know that's no different. It's Jim Crow. Yeah, that's like literal Jim Crow. Yeah, we struck that down, but didn't we strike down the same thing with sexual we're, orientation? We're I mean, isn't through, it the same thing? Right now, we're going through 
the same. It's it's definitely less less of a thing, but in the 60s and 70s, we were trying to figure out how this integrated society was going to work. And right now, we're trying to figure out how, you know, the prominence of of this this new this the prominence of of uh, same sex couples. We're trying to figure out how that works now because forever it's been around. I mean, it's obviously it's been a thing, but it's recently come to prominence in the last 20 or 30 years. So we're trying to figure out now how our laws need to change and how we need well, to yeah. react as a society to the this United, new yeah. thing. I would agree. In the last 50 years, the United States has definitely gone from a very homogeneous population to a much, much more diverse than it's ever been. But I don't think I don't think that the gay marriage is really it. Like that's just one aspect of it. It's one aspect like this, of the entire changing changing atmosphere going on right now. Well, what I mean is like this decision isn't this this decision isn't about gay marriage actually at all or gay weddings or anything. It could be like this is about religion being able to do what it practices and the gay couple. That's just one one example of many possible examples that would be in the exact same position. Yeah. But see, I do think though that if somebody were to refuse service to somebody based on race, it wouldn't have even made it to the Supreme Court. No, because the those laws have already been defined. And that's my that's my point is if we're trying to maintain consistency in application of the law, yeah. which is the thing that I fear more than anything else, is yeah. when because once you start doing that or you start applying the law unequally, like you're back to aristocracy. I mean, it's like mm -hmm. they, the very thing that we rebelled against a couple hundred years ago is when you don't have equality under the law, republic's over. Well, and again, so I think that's why we are. That's that's why, and I I don't don't think if you're listening that I'm comparing the time right now to the civil rights movement because I'm not comparing the whole thing. But I think this whole with all these cultural changes going on. I think that we're trying we're trying to do what we were doing in the 60s which is trying to say okay this is something that we're allowing in our society now whether you think it's 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 okay or not 30 or 40 years ago that was it was not a thing I mean no I mean it wasn't it wasn't as big of a deal as it is now and now we're trying to figure out like you're saying that consistency how we apply the law to these things you know how we change what how we change current laws that are discriminatory to match our society's values now, and that's that's kind of a changing that's kind of a consistent theme with the United States is we can see through history how we how our laws like we haven't you know had revolutions or anything, we've had many revolutions but we've changed our laws and our standards to reflect society's current current values, and I think that's what's so cool about the United States is that we can we're we're able to do that. Um, and I just think this is this is something that needs to be explored a little bit more than just a Supreme Court case. So I wonder how this is going to affect the previous argument we had before with birth control. If you remember last couple of elections, that's been a thing where I believe a lot of Catholic-run institutions don't supply birth control as part of their as part of their packages. Is that what that was? Something like that, where they don't provide that inside of their health benefits. Well, it's a it was a thing with with Obamacare mostly or Medicare, um, Affordable Care Act, I'm sorry. That um that that was one of the big things from the Republican side that was saying that, you know, Obamacare was forcing people to supply. I mean, I may not be saying this right, but they were they were uh, forcing people to or companies to supply medication or pay for medication and that that they weren't that they weren't in support of. 
like birth control. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, like there's a a few Catholic, I think it was a hospital or some other organization. As part of their health benefits package, they had to supply birth control, which is against their religious principles. So then that question now comes back into the forefront is, are they allowed to use the, are they allowed to blanket under the exact same decision that was made today, do the same thing? Well, this is against my religious beliefs. I should not be forced to do that. Just like the baker was not forced to make a cake. Yeah. Is it not the same thing? Well, again, it's just, it's finding the consistency to, to apply the law in a certain one way or another. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, you know, it's uh, personally, I, that's, that is a case that I think is, is something that all of these things, I think all these issues are things that we need to define as a, as a country, as a society, as a group of people. Um, but a lot of this is more like a lot of it is personal choice, right? A yeah, lot and of I it agree. Is, and, you know, this is, you know, and even as a religious person, I'm pretty vehement in having freedom of choice, like free agency. That is a very important thing to me, even to have the free agency to do things that I don't agree with, because if I don't support that, then I don't deserve it myself. And so I think we're getting into some scary territory just because now you because religions, they change their quote policies all the time, like religious kind of understandings or interpretations of religious dogma vary a lot. So will people then start to use this as a weapon to do things that we would as a society consider immoral, mm-hmm. such as, I mean, do something as crazy as you got, child brides. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that happen out there. And there's all kinds of things that were done in ancient religions that aren't really alive today that could be easily resurrected that we just fully don't agree with. Can they now hide under that same banner? Well, I think it all has like, I mean, it all has something to do with the time, the the time with we're in the changing times. Like right now, you know, that would not fly at all just because the, the total society, like we all know, we all believe that justices and judges should be impartial. But the what? fact is that everybody has their opinion on something, and the justices are going to base are going to rule on the Constitution. But also, they're going to say, "Is this something that our society lines up to? Is this something?" Well, that's, what, that's what I mean. Like, it, it doesn't matter if people agree with it or not. What matters is does the law agree with it or not? Yeah. I mean, you can have the most ridiculous religious beliefs that, as people, we think are stupid, but they're still entitled to do it based under the law. But then you have others that could be a complete opposite where you think that's fantastic bedrock kind of philosophy that the law doesn't agree with and you can't practice it. And that's that's like what I'm saying is we have to look at it from the big picture. Where does that line draw? Because there are religious practices that we do not allow as a, in, in the Constitution, that they are straight forbidden. So not all religious practice is legal in the United States under the constitution. So the difficult part is maintaining where that line is of what is legally permissible as a religious belief and what's not. Yeah. Again, it's all, I believe it's all in what society's current values are, you know, and unfortunately that's that, that may or may not be a good thing, but it's all in what, in what, in what society thinks is, is right. And you know, how, I mean, ultimately, yes, come on. Um, 
And when it, comes, when it comes down to the bottom, what ends up is the law is what the people decide it is. Yes, which you is, get the super majority and they decide what the law is. That's what the law which, is. Which is good and bad. I mean, it's it's good to be able to have the, the flexibility to change things. Like we have so much since we since where we were in, seven, in the 1700s. But again, it also is that, you know, the majority of people may not be all the people, right? Yeah, it's the tyranny of the majority. Yeah. And whoever is the minority that's being oppressed, like they're the ones that get oppressed. I mean, we've, we've got plenty of example of what that's like. And so the question is, how do we keep that from happening again? Yeah. So um, if you have any input on this, make sure to drop it in the comments, send us an email, info at justnews.news, um, or put it in the contact section of our website. We'd love to hear about it. We will, um, we will address any concerns or anything we get on the next podcast. We are right about the 28-minute mark. What I tell you, this would take up most of our, our time. <laughs> I am going to run through some quick headlines that have just come through. Um, Starbucks, their former CEO, Howard Schultz, is stepping down as executive chairman. Um, these are just little headlines that don't necessarily need a full, um, need a full uh, discussion based on them. Um, so that's about all that I've seen today. Uh, at least in big news, the the uh, Supreme Court has also ruled on another case. Um, again, it's one that I hadn't honestly hadn't really heard about until today. I probably have. It's just been a while. Um, this is an article from NBC News. We will publish this on our website um, as along with along with the CNN article that we referenced for the last one. Um, the article is talking about how the Supreme Court agreed that it's going to toss out a court ruling that allowed a 17-year-old woman from Mexico to seek an abortion at an outside medical clinic while she was held in federal custody at a de detention facility in Texas. Um, so we don't necessarily have time to jump into that one today, but we will we'll add that to the docket for tomorrow's Just News Live, or unless we don't do one tomorrow, we do it Wednesday. Um, we'll add that to the docket and kind of discuss that then. So we will put both of those links on our website. Parker, do you have any last words? Nope. So um, thank you again for being on. We will either see you tomorrow or Wednesday. Uh, make sure to check out our website at justnews.news and share us and like our pages and all that kind of stuff. Um, thank you guys so much for watching. We will see you uh, in, our, in our next podcast.